without you here. But that, Father, if you're the honored host, if you're the welcome guest on our program today, Lord, then we know that you're going to set this radio program apart and use it for your purposes and for your glory. So, Father, we just thank you. Lord, we just give you the praise. We just give you the glory and the honor that's due your name. And, Father, we ask you, Lord, now to open up the hearts of our listening audience and those that are listening to us this morning. Father, put your words in our mouths as we declare your praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it is Sunday morning, and today we are going to go into a time of prayer and worship and get into some teaching today as we exhort uh, our pastors and our ministers today. You know, I want to make today um, really a focus on the Lord and give Him glory, give Him honor. But along with that, I want to bring an awareness to the body of Christ and, and to those listening about um, a real important institution that I believe that God has instituted in His Word, which, uh, you know, in the Word of God, He says to forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. And, you know, over the last few decades and centuries we have seen that scripture take on a lot of personalities and people have used it to mean a lot of different things but what we're really wanting to focus on with the what I believe is the life uh, and the heartbeat of that scripture about not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together is really just the Lord's focus and his uh, charge, I guess, to us as his children to focus on family and focus on community and focus on the assembling of ourselves and the coming together of ourselves in his name. And, you know, a lot of times uh, there's a lot of assembling and a lot of coming together in what we call Christian venues or Christian organizations or churches, whatever. And many times these meetings are void of God and His presence. And so we want to stress community today and a gathering. We want to focus on family today. And, and of course, with that being said, you know, make the Lord our chief focus but really just take a look at what his heart is towards community and towards us gathering together as his people. So, praise God. We're going to go into a time of worship now. And if you would, just let the music minister to you and just allow it to touch your heart today. And so we just thank you for taking the time to listen. And you can also check us out 
on www.prayerinternational.org. And you can reach us by email at prayerinternational at gmail.com. So, we're going to go before the Lord now. Thank you, Jesus. Over the mountains and the sea, your river runs with love And I will open up my heart and let them hear us be free. I'm happy to be in the truth, and I will daily Praise God. I'm experiencing a few technical difficulties here. And we just give you praise, Jesus. And we just want to go back into a time of worship right now. Oh, mm-hmm. 
Alright, well, praise the Lord. We just thank you, Father, for your goodness today. We just give you all the praise and the glory and the honor.
All right, well, praise the Lord. You know, as I'm here worshiping the Lord and listening to the the heart of some of the artists and the singers that are lifting up some of these songs before the Lord, you know, I just realized that, you know, God is really calling us into a, just a deeper place with Him. You know, I think a lot of times uh, in our Christian experience, we settle uh, for less than what God expects, or not necessarily expect, but uh, we settle for what uh, I guess the world tells us to, or what religion tells us to, and we actually end up kind of selling ourselves short, trying to, you know, accept certain traditions and religions and uh, various forms, I guess, or formulas um, of what we call Christianity or what we call church or, you know, what we call worship or prayer. You know, I think, um, you know, Jesus said it right in the book of Matthew when he said, you know, when you pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. A kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And then he went on to say, Give us this day our daily bread, and, and forgive us, Lord, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, or those that have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, now and forever. Amen. And you know, we've heard teachings on this. Um, I've actually watched with the Lord probably now, I guess, about 22, 23 years. And almost 23 years. And in that, um, you know, I've heard many teachings on prayer. I've heard many teachings on scriptural prayer. And, um, of course, the Lord's Prayer, what I just uh, quoted in the book of Matthew, when the disciples came and asked Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. Uh, this is one of the things that he uh, charged them with, or exhorted them, encouraged them in, was to come before the Father and pray and say in this manner uh, the word. And a lot of times we take that to mean that actually we need to go through this prayer and say it word for word verbatim. And a lot of times we can get in such a form or formula or such a, you know, rut of the same old, same old that, that you know, we kind of breeze through uh, we we spout off the, the word of God and what we call confessions, uh, and we just repeat, you know, the word of God, or you know, begin to confess these things, and, and all that's good. Don't get me wrong. You know, we need to have times where we stand on the word of God and confess His word, and begin to declare and decree His word into and over our situations. But Jesus said, "Whatsoever things you desire." 
when you pray, when you say you will have them. And, and a lot of times that that desire, if we're not moved in our hearts, if, it, if it's not moving us in our hearts, if it's not moving us in our spirits, a lot of times it's not really moving God. And so, you know, on this program, um, our Sunday morning program, and we also have some other programs that we sponsor throughout the week, um, as well as some uh, web-based programs we're putting together, too, on, on our website. But, you know, our, our focus is prayer. Um, and interceding and standing in the gap for the nations. But but really, when you get down to it and you peel all those layers back, it's really intimacy and, and face-to-face encounters with the Lord. You know, my brother uh, and friend, Sean Holmberg, you know, last night he carried uh, our Saturday broadcast, which we actually call face-to-face. And, and, you know, the heartbeat of his life and the heartbeat of, of the life of this ministry, Prayer International, um, is face-to-face encounters with the Lord, really being intimate with the Father, and, and that's something that I've really strove in my own life to to experience and encounter, um, something that we, we really have, uh, my wife and I, and I know Sean Holmberg and his family, have really made a point to seek after the things of God and be intimate with God, and, and you know, that's why we're we're here. That's why we're actually hosting these radio programs and, and these internet uh, experiences. You know, the only reason we're doing this is for God and His glory. And it's not necessarily to, in the name of God, have a church or have a ministry or an online deal. Um, but it's to create an altar, create a a network where we can actually build an altar of prayer that gives glory and honor and praise to the Lord. You know, not only in our lives individually and not only in our homes with our spouses and our families, our children, but we all need to, as believers, really strive to Become that that place of worship. Become that that person of worship, and that that one that seeks God with a full heart, with a whole heart. And so, you know, I don't want to just go through the nuts and bolts of prayer and and formalize it and scrutinize it and try to tell. Everybody, this is the way to do it because in my heart i don't I don't truly believe that, but what I do believe is prayer is becoming intimate, becoming intimately acquainted with and, and communicating on a personal level with the Lord, you know really just reaching out to him, and it's from the heart. You know, even God himself made statements like, hey, you honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. And he spoke this to the Jewish people. And that was to say, hey, you know, you can sing songs and 
and make prayers and quote the Bible all day long. But if your heart is not for God, and if your heart is not towards God, and if your heart is not undivided and burning on fire with a passion for God, then the life that God has for you and the blessing that God has for you is it's kind of like you're missing it, you know. If if we're going to church and we're we're dropping our money in the bucket and we're listening to a real feel-good sermon or something that really motivates us or encourages us, and even if we read the Bible and develop a sense of morality, which, praise God, we need to walk in holiness and walk in righteousness, but even if we develop all these externals, okay, and all these what I call a fruit or a byproduct of knowing God, but yet we don't really know God himself, then, you know, the life of God and the Spirit of God, that the substance that God wants to deposit into our lives and in turn through our lives into the lives of others, uh, it just kind of goes right out the window. You know, Jesus said... uh, You follow the traditions of men, but you deny the power of God. He said you search the scriptures because you think that's what you're supposed to do, and that's good, but you search the scriptures, but it's me you're looking for. He said, look, if all you're reading and all your your form and all your praying and all your singing songs is not leading you into an encounter if it's not leading you into an experience with the living God, then it's a tradition, it's a religion, it's just another philosophy. It's just another mindset or theology or just a point of view. And brothers and sisters, friends that are listening today, let me say this. God is not a point of view. God is not a theology. We've reduced him to that in our thinking, and we've reduced him to that in some of our churches. But he is a living God, and he is worthy to be praised today. He's greatly to be praised today, and he is dwelling and moving in the hearts of his people, and he is speaking into into his people and speaking into the earth today. And even the book of Hebrews says, look, today if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Why did he say that? Because he is speaking through the hearts of men and women. He is speaking by his spirit. And this is more than just an emotional uh, encounter. It's more than just an emotional trip, a head trip. It's more than just some feelings. I can listen to to a really good song that's not even a Christian song and, and be moved. But that's emotionalism. It's something that appeals to the soul. And when I say soul, I mean the mind, the will, and the emotion. Not the spirit, but the soul. God is a spirit. He says... Those that worship me, 
They have to worship me in spirit and in truth. Those that honor me, I want them to honor me not just with their lips. I don't want their hearts far from me. I want hearts that are fully seeking. And that's something we really want to stress and, and I guess bring an awareness to here. Um, on the radio broadcast and just with our lives. You know, what we're doing here is just another expression of what we at Prayer International, what, what some of us here, what, what me and my, my wife and, and my friend Sean and his family, what we want to just express with our lives, not just have a radio show for the sake of having a radio show, not just get up here and, and open my mouth on a, on a platform just for the sake of speaking, but... No, this needs to be a byproduct and a fruit of what happens in our hearts every day, what's happening in our lives every day. You know, God's more concerned about the process that he's working in our hearts and and the process that he's working inside of each and every one of us, more so than all the external. And yes, he wants blessing, and yes, he wants good things for, for us and for you that are listening and for your family. But let me say something. His ways are not your ways, and his thoughts are not your thoughts. And God, when he does something, when he speaks, when he moves a person or inquires a a person, motivates a person to do something, or head in a certain direction, or certain things take place in the earth, everything that's done is done with purpose. It's done with destiny. It's done with eternity in mind. It's done with hope and a future in mind because God says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to give you hope. Plans to give you peace. Plans to give you an expected end. Plans to give you a good future. An expected end, some versions say. That means God wants you to live your life with your expectation in him, expecting him. To reveal and and produce his plan in your life. To get you in the center of his plan. To to fill your life with destiny and purpose. You know, every one of us has a destiny and a purpose in God. Every one of us. God is drawing his people today. Drawing his people this season, calling them to a, a place and an awareness of, of intimacy with him and a, an awareness of prayer and, and really taking his word serious, taking his word and declaring it and establishing it, decreeing it into the earth, speaking what he is speaking, declaring what the Lord God, what Jesus came to declare, and what the Holy Spirit is speaking in the earth today. We're to align ourselves with heaven. And that only comes, the only way you're going to get in alignment, the only way you're going to become 
God-minded. The only way you're going to become a Christian, really, is is to become intimate with, with the one you were introduced to when you were saved. You know, if you know Jesus, if you, if you were saved, born again, if you came into the kingdom, if you prayed the prayer of salvation or asked him into your heart or, or confessed him as Lord or whatever you did that ignited your heart, whatever you did that opened the door to let him come in. And like I said, there's no formula. Yes, there's prayers we can pray and there's things we can say to bring God in, but it's like anything. There's different greetings. Hello, how are you? How's your day? Good morning. Good afternoon. They're all exhortations. They're all uh, greetings and salutations to people which invites them at times into a conversation. Maybe, maybe it invites them or connects them into your life by bridging that conversation with them. Okay, that opens the door for that person to enter your life through a conversation or through an experience or an encounter or an action. And in the same manner, when you ask Jesus into your heart, when you invite him into your heart, when you speak to him and you pray that sinner's prayer, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning conversation that's opening up the door to let him come in. But it does not stop there. You know, constantly I, I go places and I go to churches where their stress and their focus is salvation. And, you know, praise God because, honestly, that's where it starts. And we have to declare and we have to see and experience and encounter the salvation of our God and the joy of our salvation because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And with that strength, we can be empowered. We can be set in ourselves by the Holy Spirit set inside our minds and our hearts. We can begin to set our faces. The Bible says like a flint, which means fixated, fixed have a single focus, a single purpose, and that single purpose, that single focus, being Jesus himself, not not a bunch of actions, not a bunch of words, not a bunch of religious uh, hoo-ha. And yes, I said hoo-ha. I don't even know what hoo-ha is, but you know what? Half the time, I don't know what we're doing in church. Half the time, I don't know what people are even doing in assemblies. In, in gatherings. And I think God is thinking the same way. You know, he says, look, I'm tired of your feasts and your, you know, all these things that you bring to me. You know, you, you keep these traditions and you keep these holidays and you have these celebrations and these parades. But when it comes to the the things of my spirit, when it comes to my law, when it comes to my word, when it comes to the things that I you to do, you don't do it.
talking about the fact that God is seeking us to seek him. God is seeking us to pursue him in an intimate encounter. We're talking about that being the, the foundation, you know, coming to Jesus, him knocking on the door, opening up the door, being introduced. It's just the introduction, but then pursuing him in an intimate encounter. And that's the the heartbeat of Christianity. That's the heartbeat of this ministry. That's the heartbeat of our lives is to be intimate with the Lord. And so you're going to hear a lot um, on these broadcasts about intimacy with the Lord. Yes, we will get into the, the technical uh, art, if you want to call it, because there is an art to war. Um, in any kind of war or warfare, there's an art and a skill. There's techniques. There's things. There's tools. There's weapons of war. And so as we begin to study, you know, prayer and study God, you know, yes, we are going to definitely make the, the foundation of what we're doing here intimacy with God. And we're going to make sure that it always stems from or begins from or the thread, the core uh, spirit or attitude behind what we're speaking is always from a relationship standpoint. You know, we do not want to proselytize or indoctrinate uh, people for the sake of making proselytes, making disciples, making apostles, you know, just to conform people into a system or a tradition that is lifeless and void of the spirit and the heart of God. But what we're trying to do here is educate, teach and educate, instruct and exhort, encourage and and share our hearts and share the encounters and experiences and the truths that we've uh, encountered, truths that we've discovered in the Word of God that have helped us touch God, that have helped us encounter God, that are helping us, these things are helping us in real ways encounter and experience the living God. And not only for us, but we're able to share these things and, and help model and demonstrate and and help bring other people into encounters with God. And we're seeing this. God is touching hearts. God is awakening his people to intimate experiences and heavenly encounters. You know, we can read the Bible, and we can turn this thing into a theology or a philosophy or a religion, but we have to remember as you read the Bible, it's full of stories. And these stories are are historical facts. These stories are recorded evidence, uh, situations and circumstances that took place in history where men and women had encounters, had experiences, supernatural uh, interventions with the living God, with the God of the Bible, with Jehovah God. And then in the New Testament, They had encounters with Jesus Christ. And after he went to heaven, 
and it was recorded in the Word of God that he went to heaven, uh, these men, these women, these different groups of believers, these churches, begin to have encounters with the Holy Spirit. And ever since creation, men and women have had encounters with the Holy Spirit under the old dispensation in the old covenant and under this dispensation under under the new covenant. And God says his ways are the same and he changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And my point is, read your Bible and see that men and women were constantly having encounters, constantly having experiences with the living God. And even if we pray their prayers and we sing the songs that come out of the Psalms and the Scripture and we begin to, you know, the Bible says that all Scripture is given for doctrine, for correction, for reproof, for instruction, and righteousness. It's all given. And even if we use the Scriptures, even if we use the epistles and and these different uh, chapters in the Bible and we actually make a a formula or a foundation or a foundation class or we make that the the mission or the vision of what we're doing, okay, we we turn it into a rule book or whatever we want to do, turn it into our, our church's vision statement or statement of beliefs. And all that's good. Don't get me wrong. We're not against that. We're not speaking against that. In fact, we're we're all about people having a foundation and getting grounded in the Word of God and, and knowing what and knowing who. And that really the main thing is is knowing who you believe. Okay. But what we want to do is make sure we get you rooted and grounded, founded in the Word of God, and that this truth points you, reveals to you, and helps you to encounter and experience God in real ways. You know, if if you need sick if you need I'm sorry, if you need healing in your body and you don't have a relationship with God strong enough to go to God and receive his blessing and receive his healing when you need it for your family or for your your mother, father, for your daughter or son, for your sister or brother or whoever it is, for your neighbor, for your coworker. If you see someone struggling and they need prayer and you can't inquire of the Lord and go to the Lord on their behalf, or, or maybe you're the one that's struggling and you're going through stuff, but you're not at a place. If you can't go to the Lord on your behalf, and inquire of him and, and call out to him to intervene and, and re- if you can't reach out in your situation, then this life it was gonna fail you. So at some point you're gonna experience failure and some letdowns and some some things that happen that maybe it doesn't make sense. You're going to enter into some struggles and situations, some circumstances that are gonna take you down a road. And believe me, people, you want God carrying you down that road. You do. You want him carrying you down that road. 
utilities. God is good. God is good. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, we're going to shift gears here. I'm going to pray and we're going to go back into a time of worship and just let the the word of God soak into your spirit. You know, we're we're calling intercessors. We're calling the church. We're calling those that name the name of Jesus, those that claim to know God, those that claim to want to know God, those that claim Christianity, whatever label you want to put on it. And just to let you know, we're really not into labels here at Prayer International. We're not, we're not about labels. We're not about positions and titles. And although some of those things may be given, we're about function. And we're about lifting up the name that really matters. And whether or not you know our names or who we are, that's that's fine. You know, and if and if God gives us that opportunity to be named among you, then praise Jesus. But we want to make sure you know the name. You know about the name. You know of the name. You know the person who bears the name. His name is Jesus. And the word of God says the name of Jesus is the name above every name that's named in heaven and in earth and under the earth, and that every knee will bow, every knee in heaven and under heaven and under the earth and in the earth, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Of course, I'm I'm giving a shortened, kind of a paraphrased version there. But truth is truth. Maybe you haven't bowed your life to the King of Kings. Maybe you haven't confessed him as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you deny God in your heart. Maybe you deny him in your words. Maybe you deny him in your actions. Maybe you deny him with your lifestyle. I don't know. We're all at different places in the process. But God says, if you deny me before men... I'll deny you before my Father in heaven. But if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father in heaven. Let me say this. There's going to be a day, whether you confess them now or not, whether you bow now or not, there's going to be a day where your knee is put to the ground and the dust that you came from will be the dust you return to. At that point, all your ego and Pride and self-exhortation. All your accomplishments go right out the window. And you're standing before the King of Kings, giving an account for your life. And he's going to ask you, did you know me? Did I know you? I'm telling you, 
Do not go through life unsure. Do not go through life uncertain. Do not go through life playing religious games. I've done it. Hey, I'm not pointing fingers. We're not casting stones, okay? And if you if you feel like we are, you know, hey, hear our heart. We are we're doing this because we're motivated by a loving Savior. We're motivated by a loving Father. You know, the reason we're we're getting on the air, the reason we're we're broadcasting on on internet radio and, and internet videos and different things. Let me tell you why. It's not so we can just have a ministry. There's thousands of ministries, people. Thousands of ministries out there doing things. Okay? We know if it's worth one soul, if one person comes to an encounter with the living God, if one person can have truth revealed and their eyes opened and they get out of a bondage or they get out of a situation or maybe they get healed in their body or healed in their mind. Maybe they have a turnaround in their life because they heard the word of truth and they received the living Savior, Jesus Christ, and they experienced the power and and transformation and the peace and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Something happened. I'm not trying to convince myself. I'm not trying to convince you that God is real. We're convinced here. We know. We're just testifying. Hey, we've seen Jesus. God has touched our hearts. The Lord has changed and, and, and intervened in our lives to set us on a course of purpose and destiny. And he is not a respecter of persons. What he will do for one person, he can do for for any person. He's just saying, open up. Open up your heart. Open up your life. Open up your eyes. Open up your ears. Begin to hear his voice. Begin to open up your heart and let it burn with a passion and a fire and a love for him. And it's only going to happen when you encounter him and get in his presence and stay in his presence and begin to develop that love for his presence, for his glory. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, if I'm going to shift gears here, I, I really just feel the Lord saying, hey, lift him up. We're, we're about prayer and worship here. We're about intimacy with the Lord here. We're about raising up an awareness of prayer. So we're going into a time of worship to so set your heart. When 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 you hear these songs, when the when the words stop and the preaching and the teaching and the the conversation stops or the the talking or the interviews stop, whatever it is, when all that stuff stops and you you hear the music, or maybe you just tune in and. And you hear the music playing. Look, we're building an altar. We're building this for God. We're not building this for people. Yes, we want people to connect. Yes, we want people to to be stirred in their hearts for the living God. But bottom line is, is this is for God. 
This is unto God. This is for the glory of God. And, and we want it to be an altar of praise and worship. We want it to be an incense in the nostrils of God and, and Him to be pleased with it. So whether you're pleased with it or not, we're here to worship. We're here to pray. We're here to be intimate. So with that being said, we're going to go into a time now. Solomon chapter 1 and verse 4. Draw me, we will run after thee. The king has brought me into his chamber. We will be glad and rejoicing. Oh Lord, this is my destiny.
All right, well, praise God. God is good. We just praise him. Again, the reason we kind of went into that time of worship was just to really let the word of God soak into your spirits this morning and really develop that burning heart in your heart. You know, I'm reminded of a chapter in Revelation. And if I can, let me go back to the book of Revelation. Um, Praise the Lord. You know, a lot of times we get caught up in the things that God asks us to do. And in the process of getting caught up in the things that God asks us to do, we sort of lose uh, really the whole purpose or the whole uh, life flow of what we're doing this for in the first place. And so let me share a little bit of truth from the Word of God that might shed some light on basically what I'm trying to say. Praise God. Well, Father, we just thank you. So the book of Revelation... And, you know, like I said earlier, God is constantly asking, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And if you keep looking through, like, the second and the third chapter of Revelation, constantly, over and over and over, he that has an ear, let him hear. He that has an ear, let him hear. He that has an ear, I mean, you'll just see it over and over and over. Well, let me just share. Uh, and of course, my Bible page is flipped everywhere. Praise God. Let me just shift gears. Bottom line is, is John said, uh, You know, you, you honor me with your lips. You honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. And you now he came to the, there was different churches. In the book of Revelation that the Lord uh, began to talk to. And, uh, so anyways, but he says this. He says, I know your works that you're neither hot nor cold. And I would that you were cold or hot. <clears throat> so that because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spew you out of my mouth. Because you have said I am rich and increased with gifts. And you have need of nothing, and you know not that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. This is Revelation chapter 3, verse 15. Now we're in verse 18. I counsel thee to buy me and try me in the fire, that thou may be rich, white with raiment. You may be clothed with the shame of your nakedness would not appear, that you would have your eyes anointed with eyes that you may see. God says, as many as I love, I rebuke and I chasten. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and I will sub with him and he with me. To him that ever comes will I grant him to sit with me in my throne. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. 
Why did I bring that up? We need to realize God is constantly watching. He's constantly looking for hearts that are fully here. And sometimes you can get caught up in the works for God and forget all about his ways, forget all about who he is. We have to remember he's the treasure. He, Jesus himself, the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, is the treasure of God, is the deposit of God that we're seeking, is the deposit of God that we're looking for. He's our reward. He's our exceeding great reward. And if your reward is not him, is not coming from him, then you're missing it. And you know it's great to be honored and praised by people. It's great when people encourage you and and tell you what a great job you did and all that. Praise God. You know, we need to be encouraged, okay? The bottom line is, If God's not the one encouraging us, if God's not the one that's pleased with our life, if God's not the one that's the one that's lifting us up and he's not the one exhorting us to do these things, then it's it's coming from a, a love motivation, then we're missing it. You know, you can you can not like those that don't like Jesus and you can live as holy and righteous as you want to, which is great because we need righteousness, we need holy living. But if you leave your first love, Jesus says he's going to have something against you. If you leave your first love, what do you have left? Where is everybody going to be standing on that day when you're face to face with him? Where is everybody going to be when you're walking through the fire here in this earth, when you're going through your trials and and the things in life? The only one that's standing for you, the only one that's pulling for you is Jesus Christ, your intercessor, that's sitting at the right hand of the throne of God, calling out to the Father constantly on your behalf, constantly pleading and crying out to the Father and asking the Father, to bless you and and to have mercy on you and to show you his grace and his favor and his blessing when that's so far removed and so far away from what we actually deserve. You know, if we got what we deserved, we would not have a seat in heaven. If we got what we deserved, we would not have a place with God in heaven. But thank God, thank you, Jesus, that there's mercy and grace at the cross. There's mercy and grace in the blood of Jesus. There's mercy and grace. Thank you, Jesus. So we're we're stirring your hearts today. We're provoking you to the things of God and we're charging you to seek first the kingdom. Seek his righteousness and seek out the things of God in your life. Praise Jesus. Well, 
we just want to uh, lift this up. I want to seal this time in prayer. And then we want to share a few things here at the end of our broadcast. And so, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, we ask you, Lord, to be glorified. Father, we ask you to receive our prayer, receive our praise, Lord. And we ask you, Lord God, to anoint your word, anoint the word of God, anoint the words that you spoke today, Father God, by your spirit and seal it in the hearts of your people. We just pray, Lord God, that they would hear our hearts and and would hear your heart on this broadcast, Lord, and that your words would go deep and get rooted and established and strengthened in their spirits. So, Lord, you would raise them up, Father. You would lift them up, Father, and strengthen their inner man. You'd strengthen them on the inside. You'd strengthen their spirit, Lord. You'd conform them into the image of Christ, and that, Lord, you'd create in them, Lord, a heart of passion, a heart of praise, a heart of worship, a heart that truly seeks you. Now, Father, we just give you praise and glory and honor. We know that your Holy Spirit can do so much more than what man can do that you are doing so much more in the heart and on the inside than what anything can do in the mind and on the outside, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that that your peace is here to sustain us. The peace of your Holy Spirit is, is touching people right now and sustaining them until your power can deliver them, Lord. And I thank you, Father, that in our lives, Lord, when we need peace in the midst of the storm, when we're going across the seas of life, Father, your peace actually keeps us until your power is able to deliver us. And so if you're going through a storm in your life, you're going through some trials in your life, and maybe you don't see the answers, you're not hearing you're not seeing, you're, you're, things aren't making sense. Maybe there's some confusion to the, the chaos that's around you. Let me tell you, begin to call out to him. Begin to call out to the God in heaven. You see, his peace passes all understanding. He doesn't give peace like the world gives it. The reason being, it comes from heaven. And you have to look to heaven. You have to look to God and reach to God. The Bible says, some trust in chariots and some in horses. He says, but where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the God on high, the God above. It's high above the earth. And so today I'm, I'm, I'm charging you. I'm encouraging you. You've got problems here on earth. You've got problems here in this life, in, in your world, in your sphere of influence, in your situation, in your family, in your business, wherever you're at, you've got situations and circumstances that you're facing. But God says, look unto God, look unto heaven, look to heaven. From where comes your help? comes from God, the the maker of the heaven and earth. He's the ever-present help in time of need in your life. So let me tell you this. The Bible says that we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Why am I saying that? God wants his life, his life flow in you today. And so I'm encouraging you to listen, to 
do not harden your heart, but to open your heart and hear the sound of his voice. Hear him today. Hear him. Open up your ears. Have a hearing ear. Listen. Get quiet on the inside. The Bible says to be still and know that I am God. That's the first step in this intimate walk after you receive God, after you're introduced to him. Communicate with him. Talk to him. What what a sad relationship people would have one with another if they just sat around never talking, never communicating, never sharing their hearts. God, in like manner, he created us in his image. He wants us to share our hearts. He wants us to pour our hearts before him. And he wants to pour his heart out to you. That's right. He wants to speak to you. He says, call unto me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know of. So he's he's answering your calling. Call to him. Call to him. And if you're not sure, call in to us. And we'll call out to him for you. We'll call out to him with you. We'll join you in prayer. And we'll call out to the Father together. Call in. 619-638-8458. Go ahead and call in and we'll pray for you. Praise Jesus. So listen with the sound of his voice.
people. Praise God. So we just give all the glory and all the power and all the honor to Jesus today. We just lift up the King of Kings this morning, and we just thank you, Jesus. You know, today we just, again, want to give you an opportunity, and many times on this broadcast you're going to hear and have opportunity. You know, maybe you don't know him. Maybe you've never asked him into your heart. Maybe you've never been introduced. Maybe God has never become a reality to you, or maybe you've never been given the opportunity to even seek or inquire or even ask of God. So right now, with our listening audience, we want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus, to be introduced, to have him come into your life and start a love journey, to start a love relationship, to start your spiritual journey with him. And so let us lead you in a prayer. If you don't know how to pray, just repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I realize I'm a sinner. Father, I realize that things in my life have separated me from you. I ask you to come in now, Lord, and reveal yourself to me. I ask Jesus to become my Lord and Savior. I realize that he died on the cross for my sins. And I am confessing you with my mouth. And I'm believing in my heart that God raised you from the dead. Come into my life, Jesus, and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Your will be done. Your kingdom come in my life, here in the earth, on the earth, as it is in heaven. So we just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Look, if you prayed that prayer or any prayer like it, there's no formula. And we just thank you for coming into the kingdom of God Right now, just uh, go ahead and write us uh, Email us, www.prayerinternational.org Prayerinternational at gmail.com And again, we will be with you tomorrow morning At 6 o'clock for prayer This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and you have a blessed day.